0: To the Representing Rural Podcast by Rural Community Alliance. I'm Candice Williams and it's been a few weeks since uh, we um, had a new episode in our series with talking to and having a conversation with those who are running for uh, public office from rural places and today we have um, someone from High Spring County that we'll have an opportunity to talk to so I'll allow him to introduce himself. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. My name is Scott Finkbeiner, and I'm running for Sheriff of Hot Spring County.
0: Good to have you here with us today, Scott. Um, So we'll get right into it. What inspired you to run?
1: Well, it's a bit of a story. Um, My ATV got stolen, um, actually, about two years ago. whenever I I, I worked for the railroad, and traveled out of state, so I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the local issues going on here. And once I started trying to investigate and find out who did it, um, I realized the the funding shortages, the officer shortages, the problems we had. So my goal was to try to organize the community to help. So we started a small Facebook group called the Harp Community Crime Watch page. Um, that group has about 300 members in it now. Um, we got to, you know, 200 pretty quick. And so we started kind of organizing in our little community, uh, and watching for people. And it really worked out well. We started pushing people out. They, they started staying away. They were being watched and, and, uh, put on Facebook. And so that worked so well. I thought, well, let's start one for the County you know, a large one because a lot of these people were coming from different portions. Mm-hmm. So we started one called the Hot Spring County Crime Watch, um, and it took off. We uh, now have, I think it's around 9,400 members in Hot Spring County. Mm-hmm. And uh, during this process of meeting with judges, uh, the sheriff's office, Malvern PD people, and then uh, the prosecuting attorney, I realized there were a lot of challenges. So I thought, let's organize our county to provide information and to help law enforcement. That was my goal. So we started collecting a lot of information. um, And it really more than we could process, to be honest with you. People would be willing to give us all kinds of information. So um, to not get off into my, uh, we didn't exactly get along. They weren't particularly interested in the information that I wanted to provide. so I started working on other things. I talked to these uh, the prosecutor, the judges, and there were legislative changes need to be made, needed to be made. So um, I started working with Senator Alan Clark, um, went up there, testified multiple times before the Senate Judiciary Committee, trying to get bills passed. We've got three bills currently drafted waiting on the next session um, to deal with habitual offenders, um, defaced serial numbers, and things of that nature. Um, And really, when we got to a certain point along the way, I realized, you know, I'm either going to have to, you know, step up another level, you know, or, you know, it's only so far we're going to go with a Facebook page.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So we made the decision, you know, it was either move out of the community, uh, you know, to a safer location or uh, step up and try to fix it. So we we stepped up trying to fix it.
0: I heard that. Well, that's, that's a way to do it, for sure. Mm-hmm. So when did you start that, the county page?
1: Um, the county
0: page, I believe,
1: was July 23rd of 2020. And it's
0: 9,400
1: people now. Mm-hmm. It wow. is. It's really, uh, we've got members of all the news stations in Little Rock are in there. We have state, federal agencies are in there um we really worked hard to try to keep it civil sometimes that's difficult when you have that many people together um but we try we try to keep it primarily focused on crime um which is helpful we have been able to identify you know an untold number of people from surveillance videos and things like that um, we've even located missing children by putting them out there and people you know mm-hmm. saw the children after we had the pictures up and 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 saw them and reported law enforcement. We've been able to do a lot of good things for the community so far.
0: Wow. So um, you you listed a lot of things that you're already doing. You're you've organized uh first in your community and then the county. Um so what and now you have you said three uh draft bills (laughs) are (laughs) ready for next session. So what are you hoping to accomplish if elected to the office? I want to make our community
1: safer. Um, One of the things that really uh, kind of sounds corny, it touched my heart really when I started meeting some of the elderly people, especially some of the elderly women, widow women, who lived in bad neighborhoods. They had drug houses around them that was tormenting them day and night. And they would tell me and start crying, what do I do? I've called the police so much they won't come anymore and I thought, who is fighting for them? You know, that's what really, really pushed me over the edge was somebody has got to help. You know, because these people don't have the money to relocate, you know, they can't move out and they're just literally a prisoner of their own neighborhoods. So that's really what I'm, I'm hoping to make it safer for people like that and, and give them a voice and, and, uh, and hopefully we have m- much fewer people living in fear in our community
0: and then it seems like you have already started the work but you would make the more you would make the office more friendly to the community and more open to the
1: absolutely absolutely
0: absolutely i i want to use if i've learned anything
1: through this uh that large numbers of people can provide you you know endless amount of information um if we work with the community it makes it a whole lot better than you know shunning them or pushing them away and operating in a bubble we need to bring them in let them give us information let us help them work with other elected officials um constables has been a big topic that's come up and you know you hear all the stories about rogue constables things that went on years ago but there's a lot of good people that want to want to do that job they just don't have the financial resources either. Once they get in, they realize they have to purchase all of their own equipment, Mm -hmm. you know, from radios. If they want a radar in a vehicle, they have to have all their own training. Um, They have to spend a lot of money. So if they want to help, I'd like to utilize those people kind of like an intelligence service where they know their townships better than anybody, Anyway, they live there. They could help give us the information on things and then we could go take care of it, you know, and if they would like to come along, you know, they could come along with us, the constables, but um, fire departments have a lot of information when it comes to, you know, crime and things going on in their areas, they know a lot of people, Um, you know, organization. I'm, uh, I come from Union Pacific as an engineer. Um, And there's any of my former coworkers out there, they may laugh a little bit, but they, we come from a very structured environment. Yeah. Um, when we would leave with trains, you can wipe out communities if you don't do things the way you're supposed to do. Um, so I believe in organization and structure. Um, put the set of rules out there and everybody operates by the same set of rules and be open about it with people. Um, we're not going to get anywhere if we try to do this by ourselves. Right? We're, just, we're not going to get there. We have to involve the community to, if we're ever going to clean it up.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so you, you listed what you would hope to do if elected to the office. What is something that you're committing to do, no matter how difficult it may be and <sighs> all those things? What is something that you are absolutely committing to do? Or is it the same thing that you
1: To, to work incredibly hard for the people and to uh, rebuild the relationship between the community and law enforcement in Hot Spring County. I mean, that's really my goal, because if if we can work with them together, if we all work together, it's not going to be that hard to clean things up. If we fight each other and go back and forth, it's never going to happen. You know, yeah. um, our biggest challenge uh, is going to be funding, you know, financial uh, challenges. That's, there are a lot of grants available, but not for, for everything, and there's um, you know, there's, we need a, a new jail, horribly. It's ours is so small. We cannot hold misdemeanor uh, uh, inmates. They will not hold them. So all we hold are felons and generally violent felons. So most of the people that are uh, conducting, you know, thefts, uh, even domestic disturbances, if they weren't, if they didn't get violent, uh, those things are, those people are all released, you know. Um, and we cannot, people that don't pay fines You know, we've had community service here a couple months ago, I spoke with them. They had 60 people assigned to community service that week. Not a single one showed up, not one, because they know they're not going to jail. Uh, They don't have to pay their fines because you can't hold misdemeanor inmates in other counties. You must hold them in your county. And we do not hold them in our jail because of size. We have a 50 person jail. So repeat offenders continuously get released, you know, and they know they're not going to get in trouble, so they continue the same behavior.
0: Okay, uh, recidivism, what, what do you feel about that or what are you, what will you do if elected around that?
1: Um, well, that's one of the bills that we have at the legislature now is about <laughs> habitual offenders. Okay. Um, Uh, I believe in second chances. And I think a lot of good people make bad decisions in life. But if you make 20 bad decisions, you know, there comes a time you must hit a brick wall, as my father would say, you must hit a wall, you can't continue this behavior. So the bill that um, that myself and Senator Clark have worked on, and we have drafted, will take um, a habitual offender, on their second offense felony, it will make it a mandatory 25% of their sentence that they must serve. Currently, it's one-sixth. Upon their third uh, felony, they must serve 50% of their sentence. Upon their fourth felony, they must serve 75%. And on their fifth felony, they must serve 100% of their sentence that they are given. Um, We've got people running around at 35, 40 years old, who have been sentenced to a hundred years, you know, accumulatively in different cases, mm-hmm. 10 years here, 15 years there that are running the streets. They have literally been sentenced to a hundred years in their life and they keep getting out on parole, you know, and get out. And um,
0: is it because it's a misdemeanor or? No, no, these are felony cases. Are um, felony cases in?
1: Yeah, in Arkansas in in Spring County.
0: Um, is it because they're doing it in different places? No,
1: no, they're it's doing my them, ignorance
0: uh, because yeah, no, no, I, I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Where you, yeah, did. they get uh, parole a lot of times. People
1: will only serve one sixth of their sentence, mm-hmm. so you know you can do the math on that, and they'll get added up, or they'll get released. For, there's ADC's biggest problem is they don't have bed space, so over the last decade, they've been trying to find ways to let people out of prison and they've gotten quite creative you know, in ways they do it. Um, even people on parole or probation. Um, at one point, if you were to be caught up in another crime, a small level crime, or even if you were failing a drug test, you would immediately go back to finish your sentence. Now they'll let you fail two drug tests. Then the third test, you will be you know, subject to go back. Um, there's just things like that where they continuously give breaks on habitual offenders that should be having to serve their time once they've you know proven to society they're not going to change will willingly you know
0: okay. all right well is there anything else that um so you mentioned that funding is the biggest obstacle that like foreseen obstacle that um that you anticipate um uh, having are they any more that you their, their
1: personnel um is a big issue um which it's somewhat linked to uh money because if you can't pay what your neighboring agencies are paying then you know it's going to be a lot more difficult to hire people um and right now that everybody knows how the job market is right now there's companies everywhere looking for people and they're having a hard time getting them um so that's going to be another uh hurdle we're gonna have to overcome, but um, it can be done. I mean, I I have no doubt we can find ways um, uh, to find, basically find solutions. You know, that's, we will figure out ways and and work with the community. Working with community is gonna save us a lot. If we can truly work with them, that's gonna save us a lot and help us. So,
0: All right, so High Spring County, you're looking to be the sheriff of High Spring County what's the population
1: about 34,000
0: 34,000 that's a lot of people (laughs) how many townships are there Uh, well
1: we have um communities and cities we have malvern of course is the county seat
0: yeah
1: um we have donaldson bismarck glenrose magnet cove washita midway friendship you know and i'm sure i'm leaving some out but there's perla uh rockport uh, just to name a few.
0: Okay.
1: You know, right. We have a lot of communities and towns.
0: All right. Um, so, is there anything else that you would uh, like for the listeners to to know about you, your campaign, and um, anything that you are hoping to accomplish if elected, or things that you want for your community, your county?
1: Yeah, I just want to clean to clean our county up and go after. Uh, one thing I didn't mention. I'm glad you gave me a chance here. Um, our focus is going to be on narcotics and stolen property. Um, that's going to be our focus because, as most people know, uh, drugs are at the nexus of most crime. Uh, if you go back and look at studies, you know a very high percentage of crime has some connection to narcotics, and we are overrun with with drugs here currently. Um, so that's going to be our focus and if we can reduce the number of people exposed to drugs then we will wind up with fewer people addicted to drugs down the road
0: yeah and then um, you know with rural community alliance we have a big emphasis and that's how i that's how i was introduced to you through our youth network coordinator candy Webb. we have a big emphasis on our rural youth um because when you even with something like um, and i had a conversation with i think candy's aunt Uh, for a podcast recording last, late last year, and um, she mentioned how drugs, you know, affect the the adults, but really affect the children uh, as well, Um, so um, you doing this work will really help uh, generations. It will help the, not just the adults in these situations, but their children um, and the youth that are in these communities. Thank you, and I look
1: forward to speaking with school students and, and and young children to, you know, explain to them the dangers of drugs and uh, and try to help them or give them another avenue or somebody they can lean on. Mm-hmm. Because there's too many children today don't have an adult figure in their life that really looks out for them. Yes. And so that's, that's a big part, you know, of this. Yes.
0: Um,
1: they need help and they need guidance. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, many don't have it,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Well, thank me for ge- thank you. thank me. <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. for giving me your time. Can you let everyone know where they can find out more information about you and your campaign? Social
1: media, um, yeah. uh, Social media. I have a campaign campaign page. Of Scott Finkbinder for Hot Spring County Sheriff. Um, our crime group that we have is called the Hot Spring County Crime Watch. Um, those are two ways they can reach us. Um, if they'd like to email me uh, something directly, it's Scott Fink. 81, that's S-C-O-T-T-F-I-N-K 81 at gmail.com.
0: Thank you so much. So um, thank you. you take care and I, I'll actually be down there in Malvern this weekend for our conference. So maybe I'll get a chance to see you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to reach
0: out. We'll, we'll get right. together. You take care. Thank you.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: All right, that's our first episode, our first summer break episode, rather. Um, continuing our series around talking to, interviewing um, candidates that are running for public office from rural places across the state or who represent rural people, you know, if elected. So uh, we have, of course, interviewed a few statewide uh, seats, but uh, we want to continue, uh, especially around talking to people who are running for more local um seats county seats as we did today with scott thanks again uh, for scott giving us his time today again this is not an endorsement of any candidate uh this is just a platform for um candidates to come on and let people know what they stand on their campaign and things they hope to accomplish if elected that's that's it <laughs> um so this is the time that we reserve for our rural power moves um, and today, the only real power move that I will have is, um, is for everyone to take time to take care of themselves. Um, I'm preaching to the or maybe preaching to the choir or maybe preaching to myself or talking to myself or ministering to myself, however <laughs> we want to put it. But um, I am the type of person where sometimes it's hard uh, for me to say no to things, especially uh, pertaining to uh, my rural community um, or, or the work that I do every day, but sometimes it's very important for you to just step away, uh, from those things that you have passion for, and you are so committed to, to take care of yourself. Um, so I just want to remind people in the midst of us working hard for our communities and for our schools and, and all those things, just be sure to take a moment and take care of yourself. That's all I have this week. (laughs) Again, I'm I'm preaching to myself probably more than anyone else, but um, I just want to make sure that we're very much so aware of the importance of taking care of ourselves in the midst of taking care of everything else. Until next time, you all take care.